what shall we look at? Press star six to unmute yourself. This is June. Hey, June. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. Um, so, kind of all over the place this morning. Um, and uh, something I saw in meditation was that uh, my mind has been rehearsing what I might say, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just, it's had many different things, and um, I've noticed this for a long time, but I've also noticed that I almost never say anything that, re- that, I re- that it's rehearsed uh-huh. a lot. Yeah. So I've quit making a problem out of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So your mind is kind of all over the place, and you notice in meditation the rehearsing that ha- that happens a lot, or it's happened for a long time, about what might be what you might say. And you notice that you never say what has been rehearsed, and so might as well stop making, not making a problem out of it. Yeah. So that's... <clears throat> That's relaxing. <laughs> it is relaxing, yeah. But it's <clears throat> um, yeah. So when I say that I've been kind of all over the place, that you know, emotionally and mentally and um, and what I'm seeing is. Yeah, you know, that's not a problem either. Only, only the problem maker thinks that's a problem and wants me to think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That it yeah, should be different. That having uh, been in the practice for so long, somehow I shouldn't be having the experiences that I have. Um, and yeah, I can see how kind of just silly that is. Just how what? I'm sorry. Silly that is. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so being all over the place emotionally, mentally, and and seeing that even that isn't a problem. It's you know the problem maker is the only one that makes it a problem. You know, that somehow because you've been practicing a long time, you shouldn't be having the experience you're having and, and really getting to see how silly that is. Yeah. And I was recording about it in the, the place, you know, it's just a constant the place that, I get to is what I get, what there is to be grateful for. Mm. And primarily that all of this 
um, of people uh, in my life is uh, just another thing to be grateful that uh, it's without, you know, kind of makes me see why people get religious and start believing in God. Just extraordinarily blessed life, and um, and if attention and awareness kind of rest in a place where that is prevalent, then um, anything else. Negativity and fear and uh, beliefs and resistance that are that's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I started started this sentence, but it oh, yeah. it just kind of uh, it just kind of pales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. And so in recording about all this, what's been going on, you're seeing that there's always this going back to what is there to be grateful for, and there's just immense gratitude. And even though the beliefs and projections and whatnot are playing in the background, what feels here is the gratitude. Yeah, yeah. When I'm, let's see, the point I get that seems to get made in these kinds of discussions over and over is also that all of this, um, I, I like to call it energy movement. Uh, call it what? Energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of take some some of the story out of it. Um, Yeah. And all playing against the backdrop of love and awareness and consciousness Mm -hmm. and. such a big place isn't it where you can you can really go go to this place of it sounds like in your practice is recording and and all of that about the the energy movement place and there's nothing wrong with any of that other stuff that's in the background there's nothing to fear there's no problem it's just the the awareness that is um it, it, that is sort of the the place where it sounds like the attention is. Yeah. yeah. I project a real expansive place. Well, it contracts and expands. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I, I contract yeah. and expand. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, the contraction 
gets my attention. Uh-huh. Um, so what's wrong with that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. So even when the contraction gets the attention, there's this place of, well, and what's wrong with that? Not, not, not letting that be a problem or not yeah. letting that, you know, make it a problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as always, good to see. Mm -hmm. Um, Good to have Sunday. And what you and Donna. (laughs) And what was that last thing? And Bodhi and Dharma. And Bodhi and Dharma, right. Good to see and good to have the three jewels, (laughs) Bodhi, Dharma, and Sangha. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Jimmy. This is Michael. Yeah, it's Michael. Um, That was great. And um, gratitude, it's like I had forgotten about gratitude. You know, there's everything else. There's the morning show and the assignments and recording and listening and beliefs and assumptions. And then when I heard that word gratitude, I was like, oh, yeah, that just kind of, that just kind of sweeps everything else out of the way. Just all that conditioned stuff, all the problems, all the... Mm. Isn't that fun? Yeah, to remember, oh... Oh, yeah, gratitude as a place to go, you know, as a way that just puts all that other stuff out of the, you know, all that conditioned stuff out of the way. I mean, we have all these tools, and it's so fun to, to hear that of that that arise, you know, and how it sounds like attention sparked to that when you heard it. Yes, yes, it did spark to that. And it's, it's um, fun because I see a lot of different flavors of gratitude. There's the... Um, it's almost, I don't know if conditioned is the right word, but there's there's the gratitude for kind of uh, what I have and what works well and uh, practice and sangha and friends and family and, you know, exercise and food that takes care of me and all that. Um, and, and, and then it feels like there's a, there's a gratitude that's even bigger that includes the worthy opponent that is, conditioning that assists me, it forces me to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the gratitude for, for very various kind of varieties, are, and the one is for the food that supports you, for family, for sangha, for practice, and then kind of a, a expanding out to even gratitude for the worthy opponent that helps, that, that help, forces us or helps us to grow. Yes, and the other thing I saw about it is that uh, sort of gratitude as a process versus gratitude for this content, content A, content B, content C, mm-hmm. um, but kind of a bigger gratitude of, um, you know, as we talk about of, of having this human experience, of um, having this moment and being grateful for all of it, the quote, the good, what somebody experiences is good or bad or difficult or exciting or um, just the chance to 
have a human experience. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that, so the, the process of gratitude, that kind of, it sounds like encompasses all of the, the what's, you know, doing grateful for all of the things that, you know, we have in our lives and then, then even the, the worthy opponent, even the difficulties, the challenges, and then getting to a place where it's gratitude as a process of, of, a, of not the what's, but the how. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, what dropped in is the, it almost feels like the gratitude for the what is kind of a mind process or a thinking process. Um, but gratitude as a process um, for this moment is, um, is just part of, uh, of being of this moment, whole mind um, without thinking. Uh, it's, Feels like the more I talk about it, the further it goes away. I might have missed that, but let me just ask. So the 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 gratitude for the what's is sort of kind of felt like a thinking process, like a, maybe a doing or something, and then the the gratitude of the as the process feels like more of a being. And then you said something about the more you talk about, the more it goes away. I'm not sure I tracked that, but you want. Is there more about that? Well, it, it, uh, it, it feels like, um, I don't know, like one of those Alan Watts quotes about, um, you know, we use words because that's what we have. But, um, oh, I see. I'm, yeah. try- I'm, I'm trying to describe something that can't be described. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm um, with you. Yep, yep. It, ta- it really, yeah, it feels kind of indescribable. And we just do our best with the words, but it's an experience that – you know that that words don't really fully can't fully capture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Ashwini refers to that old uh, Buddhist something where somebody points to a flower or something and smiles, and, mm-hmm. and that was the Dharma transmission. And uh, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, we have words, and that's how we communicate. And um, you know, it's uh, we have a half an hour of silence before this discussion, so that's. Uh, to me, an opportunity to um, touch into that that can't be um, mm. described. Yeah, yeah, to be in the silence um, before the, the discussion. So we have that opportunity to touch in, to go to that place uh, of that experience that, that can't be described. Yes, and it feels, uh, when I'm in nature, it feels like that is more readily accessible to me and it's such a gift to know that uh, the value of of being in nature and to seek it out and to make that a part of my life yeah yeah really good to know those places that that help us to touch into that place and seek it out really grateful to recognize those those ways Yes, and the final thing, just more generally, is to um, know that I love practice and that practice supports me and that I want to make that a priority in my life and um, uh, pursue that and attend to that and uh, something that's given me so much to um, give back to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really good to see and say that you want you love practice and it supports you, and you really choose to make it a priority in your life. Thanks, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you, Michael. This is Chris. Chris. So, amen to all of that. Mm -hmm. And. Thank you. Uh, and looking at uh, a number of things related to the current, uh, the now step assignment and uh, any of the kind of uh, insights dropping in, the patterns about speech and, then, and how that happens both on the conditioned side and on the authentic side. And uh, uh, let's see, on the conditioned side, noticing... Uh, let's see, um, uh, when there's self-consciousness that's there, uh, there's, uh, um, uh, let me step back here because there's a piece missing, because uh, what I find on the authentic side is that um, as I move to communicate or life moves to communicate, then there's just simply this sentiment that I can feel, right, that feels like there's a communication in the offing, and, that, and there's a, there is a sense of direction uh, uh, with it and a kind of sense of appropriateness or, or something like that. Um, and, that uh, and then from there, it's, it's just total magic that the words come out to mm-hmm. somehow match that sentiment or make that communication mm-hmm. in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just something that uh, ego just can't do. Um, and uh, as that... And I'm not quite sure where this part of it happens, but it seems like intuition is vetting the communication all along the way that, um, you know, intuitively I'm getting a sense of, uh, well, perhaps not that word, but this word. And there's never a voice with it. There's just like a little tiny pushes and pulls and shifts that guide the attention to particular ways to express. Um, And, uh, you know, so there's there's that, that part of it. Yeah, so so you can see that there's a way that communication happens where there's a certain sentiment that is there to be expressed and that while you're communicating, it feels like there is this kind of vetting, this intuitive pushing or maybe that word or, yeah, this. And it's not language. It's not a, a voice, uh, words. It's more of an intuition. That feels like yeah. it's it's a, the, the flowing and boy ego just cannot do that. Do, you know, ego <laughs> is not that process. Right. It's it's really clear as you say that it's really clear that ego is not intelligent in that way. That it is a program. Yeah. That it, it can only comment post communication on you know its interpretation of whatever direction that wants to go. But um, yeah, and so and then that leads right into the. Um, the, how conditioning tries to sabotage the communication or at least one way, which is that self-consciousness. And it's almost like it's a parallel to the intuitive vetting that's going on. It's like it's uh, trying to, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess the reason that it feels like it's a, a, a reasonable thing to do is that, uh, you know, it's keeping me from, uh, it's it's guiding me towards the right thing, keeping me from the wrong thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. 
so the so the way it gets presented is that it's keeping you from the wrong thing and, and leading you to the right thing, and it's in its yeah. runs parallel to that intuiting intuitive vetting that goes on, and that and the reason it can yeah. kind of feel reasonable is that it feels like it's keeping you safe or keeping you in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah, that that's exactly it, and so it's a. Uh, uh, yeah, well, there was another piece of it there that went along with that. Um, oh, I know what it is. So it's the, it, it really is that uh, one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, that push-pull. Uh, that's really, it's designed just to take the attention away from that, that authentic process, it seems to me, uh, that, um, you know, on the one hand, uh, yes, uh, you should express yourself or, uh, it would be great to have this fully expressed or some, some kind of a positive spin on it that says that, that increases the energy towards it um, and essentially moves the attention out into the future when I've been successful. Right? It doesn't, it's not helpful in terms of the actual communication. And then the other side is, well, according to your history, you're going to fail. Um, you know, nice try, but it's not going to work. And so those two kind of seem to make up that self-consciousness. And then, you know, the human being, uh, you know, in that place I get hung up in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that intuitive, the kind of natural way of expressing seems to get uh, lost in that place or can get lost in that place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want the attention is on the, yeah, so it sounds like on the ego side of the process, there's a, there's a, foot on the gas, foot on the brake, uh, even yeah. the accelerating, yeah, yeah, that's a good direction. It really is projecting out into the future of when you've been successful. But then, of course, with the other side of that, duality is going to be, but you're, you know, nice try, but you're going to fail. You know, you always fail. Right. And so, so when attention is on that process, there is sort of this uh, start, stop, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, sense and what gets missed what gets left is that natural flow yeah. that you described of, uh, yep. of the authentic yep. communication yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's it and uh, you know there's one other thing about rehearsing I was really enjoying that conversation too that because uh, uh, that conditioning really does uh, uh, want me to engage in that and I can feel the setup in it, right? That setup that as that rehearsing is going on, there's this entire world that's being projected that, you know, again, it's out in the future. I'm, I'm living in this world where whatever's happened, um, you know, that it's been a success. And so, you know, that's, that's really great. And then almost always the first thing that happens, it doesn't match anything that's been rehearsed. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. brand new territory. Um, uh, and, uh, and then away we go, which is really actually quite helpful in many locations. It's like uh, the, the, uh, the rehearsing has to be abandoned very, pretty quickly because there's no, it, it, it no longer provides any kind of guideposts or uh, if you're here then or, uh, you know those kinds yeah. of things. So. Yeah, I, it's sort of like I just got this image of it's like having a map of a place that you are not. You know, <laughs> that's, that's great. So that's a great way. To describe it, yeah. Yeah. So so there's the the rehearsing, and then in real time, in real life, it does nothing matches what has been rehearsed. So it, it gets to it needs to be and is. It sounds like a lot of the times anyway abandoned. You know, very quickly. 
because it just doesn't, nothing is aligning with what was rehearsed. And that's so good to see. Oh, yeah, always, always very helpful to see. And, yeah, much gratitude to practice for providing the, the support and all of the, uh, uh, <clears throat> pardon, uh, all of the support and the environment and all of the, the people to practice with. It's just like the, yeah. the most amazing thing. It certainly is, isn't it? Most amazing thing. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. This is Jan. Jan, and then Anna. Well, that that was very helpful. All the conversations have been, as always, really helpful. And but what I was saying in in relation to what was just shared is. Um, what I'm seeing in addition to that is just the habit, these deep-seated habits um, of mental conversation. And then when I, you know, if I'm not really paying attention, that that overflows into out, outside conversation. I, we, we often talk about it as addiction, and I guess I'm just sort of appreciating the depth of that as I practice with this, this week's assignment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Appreciating the depth of what we often call the addiction, those deep, deep habitual uh, well, habits of the internal conversation and how they then spill over into the external conversation. Yeah, and and... What I see is how, you know, self-hate, you know, is a, so easily follows that. And, and it becomes so clear. I mean, I feel like this is what we're looking at all the time, but why it's so critical to see conditioning for what it is, where it is, when it's there, so that, um, so the addiction can be broken. <laughs> This is the only way to say it. Um, that that recognition allows for the seeing that that's not where I want to live. Yeah. That I'm making a decision in every moment that it's required. I guess is another way to say it for me, uh, for life to to move through me to make that decision in every moment not to go with those deep-seated habits, to recognize them and not follow it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is it, isn't it? That, that the, to be able to recognize it, to see what's what, and so that, that then we, and then get it, that that's, the, that's what needs to happen in every moment, the, the choice of following life, of, of not going with those deep-seated habits. And we have to what it is that you know that we're not choosing and we see what what we're choosing yeah yes and and I've my experience has been that the when I can practice when I do practice slowing down um, so that that recognition is more possible mm-hmm. um, and the choice is can be more conscious uh, when that slowing down happens, oh, it's trying to get away right now. 
Well, just that that has been critical to the recognition. And, mm-hmm. oh, I know. Okay, so what I when I can do that, it's the energy, it's the state. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like an energy state, recognizing when it's off and when it's, when it's following the heart or life and when it's off. And that slowing down is allowing that to be more possible. So that if I'm starting, as an example, starting to say something, but there's just a sense of something off, that I can stop. Um, that I don't have to follow through with that. Or if I, I have, I can recognize it and address it or whatever, just recognize yeah. it for what it is. But just that sensing, it's not verbal, it's really a sense of things that I know we often talk about, but just appreciating that more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that slowing down has been key, it sounds like, in the process that you've been practicing of recognizing that off feeling, that off sense, that there's just not something, you know, you can recognize that, and then you can stop. You know, you can you can stop, or if something's already been said, you can just you know kind of see what it what that is, and and that but that the uh, that the slowing down has been really helpful in the recognition process. <laughs> yes. And what just dropped in as you were reflecting that is that one of the th- one of the things that's been tremendously helpful. It's funny how I can this can just be forgotten, but when I do recognize it, and it's that's not where I went. Singing, singing on a regular basis, just for the joy of it, or for whatever I'm doing to keep my mind, my focus on what's here right now. Singing. It has been <laughs> tremendously fun and centering because I can choose to sing about anything. What is often helpful is just what I'm doing, singing about it, making a poem in song, whatever it is. And the fun of it and the joy of it brings me, keeps me or, or takes me to this moment. And uh, there's no room or <laughs> there's no room for those addictions, I guess, is mm-hmm. one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that singing, singing what you're doing, singing has been so helpful in that, in that slowing down, in that, you know, that whole process of recognizing what you've been talking about because it's so, it, it's so fun and it's so centering and it just slows things down and it can be about anything. Yeah. Yeah, conditioning really does not like it at all. Oh, and that right. makes it even yeah. more fun. Singing <laughs> 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 oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Anyway, that so appreciating that we're here together, all of us, um, yeah. to share. and Yeah, to share. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Rebecca. Thank you, Jan. Anna. Hey, Rebecca. I was just enjoying that practice of so you, you unmute and it's not your turn yet and then there's all the energy arising and just practicing, you know, coming back to one like yeah. a meditation and just just listening. Um, yeah. And then now 
now it's your turn. Um, I was really, uh, I was enjoying the image of conditioning, conditioned mind being like a map uh, of where we're not. And I was just really seeing, you know, like that humility of how I can be in the map and believing that that's reality. Only it's not only a map, it's actually directing where I'm going. So all of that referencing, you know, when this happens, you do this, you turn this way, turn this way, turn this way. And um, the specific is that uh, there's this just mirror being held up to what's probably been one of the most hellish suffering processes in my life. And I feel like I'm getting to face it with like, with, with no distraction, like, um, you know, that acknowledge, accept, embrace, and let go is what was dropping in. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's to do with, um, mm, so I'll be going along and this sense of a question will come up. It's like this feeling of like, you know, the needles running along a groove and then it goes over a bump. Like it, it, it registers physically, like there's a huh question and instead of asking the question attention will go to processing something about an insight or some sort of um yeah some sort of looking at a process i don't ask the question and then there's immense suffering and all sorts of impact mm-hmm. from that so 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 may mm-hmm. i jump in and catch yeah. yeah so so you're you getting you're getting a mirror held up to this what is perhaps one of the most hellish processes and getting to see it and that process is the 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 process of going along and then something will will register a question will come up huh and you can feel it physically it's like a little bump in the in a you know like a needle going going out of the groove and it'll register, but the question won't get asked. It will move to a process that just goes on processing in in the head. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like it turns ending suffering into an abstraction in the mind, uh-huh. right? So so then there's tremendous suffering because I don't ask that question, and there's also this impact from that. And then, well, that's more to process, right, in that, in that suffering loop. And what I've been seeing is it's like looking for life in all the wrong places, right? And it's uh-huh. a lot simpler, yeah. a lot simpler than I thought. <laughs> so that question comes up, I ask it, life moves along, there's no hellish suffering. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you're, so the simplicity of it, of, so, so there's the the uh, the abstraction process, and then everything kind of gets fed into. Well, now that's something else to process. Well, now that's something else to process, and it, everything gets kind of gets fed into that according to this sort of directive map that it's got, you know, of, of ego. And what you're finding is that there's also there's a simple there's a simple process of staying with life, and and that that is the way out of that that uh, suffering process of just this and now this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like that sense of course correction where I can like feel it in my whole body. It's like you've been looking here. Stop it. Look here. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, really, really course correcting. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looking for life in all the right places. You know, that all of that course correction. No, you've been looking there. No, look here. Look here. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's, it's, and it's like with that, it's like there's nothing to figure out. It's just something to practice, right? Um, recognizing when that needle's gone over that bump and there's that sense of a question and just stopping. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the course correction is not anything to figure out. It's just something to practice, to just notice when that needle has gone over the bump to stop and to to not do the other the the figuring out or abstraction process right if that can right. be practiced mm-hmm. yes yeah yeah and that's the humility and the compassion right that mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a program that's been running and mm-hmm. it's Kalfas of karma and it's, you know, the worthy opponent. Um, and uh, it's like the, like that, that gratitude for something that's been so hidden in plain sight and also such a source of suffering you know, just just to have it brought up and called out and um, and seen, you know, it's just a yeah, a massive gift. Yeah. Massive, yeah, yeah. That and and you mentioned the the place of humility and compassion, and what and because what we're doing, you know, kalpas of of suffering, of lifetimes of, you know, of conditioning that we're facing and the massive gift that it is to just have it brought up and seen it is, mm-hmm. and, and dressed like that. It's just, it is such a big gift. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. Bill? Bill. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. And when I what I've noticed, um, some um, you know within the the um, I don't know I would word premise uh, venue of you know ask and you shall receive. I sit here and you know I come up to this group and ask life to drop something in and. Um, Generally, it does, and so today it it did. And what I saw, the first thing I saw was uh, in the background conditioning uh, starting to evaluate whether or not that's what it wants to say mm-hmm. or wants mm-hmm. me to say. Yeah. So it's it. So there you are. You know, in the whole kind of premise of asking, you shall receive. You ask life life drops something in and then conditioning 
then starts evaluating whether that's something you really, you know, it really does want to say. Yeah, and it's so interesting because, you know, um, (laughs) I mean, I'm watching that (laughs) and it's like, what you know it's it really is kind of like something just interrupting uh you know a you know it's like what get this get out of here or you know it's like a mosquito you want to just swat away or something it's just it's just kind of an amazing process and and uh you know after seeing it you could see how it does that a lot you know uh wants to take over the the conversation or or what I'm hearing, or anything, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so to kind of just say what, what, you know, like it's a mosquito, you just want to swat away, and it, it's just interfering, and and it is an amazing process to see that, and how that interferes when we're not really paying attention, or, or we're and we're and we sometimes you know don't see it, but to really see that happening in this case. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a big interference if if not noticed. It, I could see how that's something that could cause confusion or cause, you know, uh, stammering or ca- cause, you know, somebody not to say what they, what life's wanting them or yeah. do what life's wanting them to do. I mean, it's it's really a lot. Just that one yeah. little uh, movement or impulse that it tries that it makes. You know, not not even words. Just just kind of starting up. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's interference can really have big consequences if we're not really not noticing it. It can cause all kinds of things. You know, it's not saying what we want, what is there to say, the stammering, the confusion, all of the, all of the stuff that can come from that. Yeah, and so anyhow, what life dropped in to say is, you know. Um, just that, uh, yes, I just, uh, as I was listening, I thought of this, com- or this conversation dropped in that I, I was having yesterday with one of my siblings who was saying how one of my other siblings had been talking to her in a very um, not kind, almost abusive way, in which she, of course, finally hung up. But um, then she was telling me what, you know what the situation was and you know it's it was one of my brothers having a really really hard time with his um uh work which she owns a business and it's been very hard during the pandemic to keep it open and he's he's been able to and then all of a sudden something else has just come in you know that's kind of knocking him down related of course to the pandemic and but the point is i'm hearing this and i'm feeling um in a sense both their pain you know what he's going through and then what <laughs> she had to endure from him and and i'm just kind of sitting with it you know that's the first thing it was just like sitting with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the process is that you're describing is hearing all of this stuff that, you know, this troublesome stuff or, you know, upset stuff and, and really holding it, it sounds like holding it all, both, quote, sides of it, you know, his pain, her pain, and or the other sibling's pain, and then just holding it and, and sitting with it and kind of stopping, you know, like in, that's the first thing is to just... 
Yeah, and as I'm sitting with it, I'm watching, you know, a lot of the different things that the conditioning wants to throw in to, of course, you know, stir things up in me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, one of them is to fix it. How do I fix this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, I didn't, luckily didn't uh, go in those directions. And I just, you know, went on with my day just kind of, keeping them in compassion, you know, just feeling the compassion for them. And what I saw is that, you know, he what he did, how what was making him talk, of course, was conditioning, but he was coming from a, a really hard place and all he was really expressing in a very awful way, in a way, is his need for people to care. This is how it dropped in for me. I have no idea, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you could go ahead with that if you want. <laughs> oh well, I was just gonna. I was just saying, yeah, we don't know, but what you were projecting was that what he was really saying is a, is wanting someone to care. Yeah, I mean that's how how I what seemed came into me that that would be what he wanted and so without trying to fix it I did uh this dropped in that you know I could go up to where he was and help out in some fashion I mean I figured yeah you know it's it's a restaurant so I said I could go wash dishes so I just sent him that text knowing that he'd probably say no but if he said yes I'd do it uh but you know, but what he would hear from that text, I'm hoping, would be the caring that we care, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's such a it's such a uh, process, isn't it? Because there you were, it, it, sort of what you started talking about. You know that you're aware of the interference, that um, kind of that inner uh, energy to jump in and try to fix, but you didn't go with that. You sat with it, and what occurred to you was this act of caring that he may or may not accept, but what you were intending, what you were wanting to embody or, or embodying in that text is is to show that you care. And if he needed the help, you would show up and help, wash dishes. Right, and um, he did take something nice back, and of course I, I, it wouldn't be for me to go up there and um, wash dishes, but um, I think he got the message in a way that I I had hoped he would, and and I just saw how, you know, what I was seeing is that if it could could go a whole different way, you know, if if conditioning were controlling me into... um, you know, because I could kind of got angry at him for saying these things and you know being abusive to my the other sibling, and um, and yet I could really feel his pain, and so you know if just to stay with the what's now in each moment, uh, and and with awareness really seemed to uh, mm-hmm. be able to move that along at least for me and actually the other sibling and him, you know, in a whole different uh, mm-hmm. direction than it could have gone in. 
Wow. Yeah, that is that is sort of the point that, that you've been making and uh, everything you've been saying, right? That that it's it's holding all of that in that larger awareness, that just sitting with it, just uh, just aware of what's here, that asking you shall receive, because that whole thing could have gone in a very different direction. But as it was, it went in, at least from your experience, one of caring, one of showing up for someone, offering, offering love and care. And it, yeah. it could have gone differently if, if conditioned mind had been able to dictate what was said, what was thought, what was communicated, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, because what I was left with I was, you know, feeling a lot of love. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just like it all just kind of funnels into love. I mean, you can see where they say, you know, that song, Love Makes the World Go Round, because, um, you know, if we want to have a loving world, then there we are needing to be loving. Yeah, be loved. If you want a loving world, be loving, be loved. Yeah. So thank you. That's what life dropped in. Thank (laughs) you. Able thank to you for say asking, it. and yeah, and for saying it. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you, Jodine. Yes, Jodine. Well, um, I keep resonating with um, what folks have been saying this morning, and um, uh, <laughs> it's funny because conditioning was was saying like, "Oh, don't share, don't share." Um, it's, it's really new what you're looking at. You don't know enough to say anything. Uh, um, <laughs> and um, But every time anybody spoke, there was like a little something in there that seemed like prompting me, like, yes, push the button, push the button. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what I'm looking at is um, uh, how, I, how there's suffering when um, I feel that I can't, um, I can't cope with something that's happening for me physically. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing that there's suffering there when, when there's something that you feel like you can't cope with, that something's happening physically. Yes. Um, and, you know, because of practice, I see myself moving in and out of, say, the dark room and the light room about this. Like, I'll, I'll move into a place where, okay, it's happening again, and it's difficult, and I'm, and I'm coping. I'm, I can deal with this. Like, um, and then, you know, moving back into the dark room, I can't stand another minute of this. It has to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, really... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, no, you go ahead because I lost what I was okay. going to say. Oh, okay. So it's always like, so there's a, there's a moving, you can see the moving back and forth between the dark room and the light room. The, the light room being, okay, this is happening, but I'm coping. And the dark room being, no, I cannot stand this another minute. It has to stop. Yes. Um, and so... Um, So the surprising thing that happened um, this week is um, somebody sent me a YouTube video um, that said you can use um, a certain method um, 
to get this physical thing to stop. And I was like, oh, right. <laughs> it was just listening to like a sound. It was listening to a pure tone at a certain frequency. Um, and I'm like, okay, but I'm going to try it because I get desperate, you know. Um, and, and I tried it, and it helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you tried it, and it helps. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you, and, and you saw the first thing of oh, right, the process being, oh, yeah, right. But then you tried it. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I realized that, so it, it gets very bad when I'm, um, like, when I'm trying to go to sleep. It bothers me a lot, and, and I can stay up a long time um, uh, waiting for, for it to just settle down and... and um, and stop because I am not able to sleep really when this process is happening or I haven't been able to ever. Um, and so I saw how that was kind of setting me up for this suffering around, oh my God, bedtime is approaching. I'm going to have to go through this horrible transition um, and I'm going to suffer. And and then I had this, you know, new kind of secret weapon in my pocket, but I'm going to try this new method tonight. And, and having the possibility that that would alleviate this just changed this, the whole experience was, was so different. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, and Jodine, would you say the, the, the difference was, in having the possibility, well, let me just reflect there that yeah. there is the the suffering is the words is the what's the conversation in the mind. Oh God, here it comes. Bedtime is coming. The you know, and it's going to be terrible. The transition. I'm going to suffer. And there, so there's that conversation. But there is a different a different uh, process that it sounds like you were shifting to. And oh, well, I've got this other possibility. So the attention was redirected from that conversation. Yes, I think it was the it was the redirect of attention um, to like I might be okay tonight. Ah, it's like ah. I will not be okay with this versus I might be okay tonight. Uh huh. Uh huh. That and I didn't that. even know. For sure, yet I had just tried it once during the day. I didn't know for sure whether it was going to work or whether I was imagining things or whatever. It was just that, like realizing, realizing that it was that all the suffering that I was going through was was created by um, my focus on I can't be okay if this is going on. Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, that is so good to see, isn't it? That the 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 shift was from I won't be okay if this is going on to I think I think I'm going to be okay, or I might be. Okay. I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but it was not that I won't be okay, right? It was a different right. possibility. Right. Yeah. Right. And just that just... was the key. Yeah, it's almost like they talk about the placebo effect, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, just, you know, just just the thought that um, this could make me well, or you know, um, 
shifts the focus. And so, and it's not like I won't take the assistance. I won't take the, I won't keep using the method if it actually keeps working. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so in a sense, it was kind of like, um, the, what re resonated for me was um, in the call today was uh, like, ask and you shall receive. Because I really felt like I, I had gotten to a, the point where I wasn't, I wasn't getting out of the dark room very much around this issue. Mm-hmm. And then this, you know, and then somebody sends me a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you, have you heard about this thing? Yeah, yeah. So there is this sense what really resonated with you was the ask and you shall receive. And you got, there, because there you were in the dark room, and it sounds like an asking of, I want to help getting out of this dark room. And there it is, the shift, the, the actual, you know, technique that you're, you know, going to keep trying, keep, you keep using, and also the shifting from I'm not going to be okay to I can be okay, the shifting of the attention. Yeah, it's... Um you know, thank you practice oh. makes all the difference. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? it yeah. Thank you practice. It really makes all the difference. We can receive. We can receive what is being offered and we yeah. can ask. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just one last thing. My, um, my husband, I live with my husband and he has just sat with me with infinite patience through all these suffering places and one thing that he mentioned to me is that you know when when it gets bad um, you you just you just stop you just drop everything and I, I drop things and activities that my physical condition it doesn't require me like I can still do lots and lots of things um, a little bit modified, perhaps. Um, but he pointed out to me that that I wasn't doing those things, that I was just focusing on like, oh, it's gotten so bad, I can't stand it anymore. Um, and and so I, I picked up on that, and yesterday I just did the things I wanted to do as if I wasn't having the problem. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So to have that process that that had was reflected to you by your husband that you know you, you dropped these things and and you recognized in that 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 doesn't need to happen. There can be modifications. So you practice with that. You practice with that yesterday, just doing the things you wanted to do with you know as if you could. And yeah. it sounds like sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, I had I had a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Another thank you for the willingness, right? Another good to see. Yes. Yeah, thank you. And thanks everybody. Thank you, Jodine. And that's our time. So thank you all. So happy.